back to another episode of For the Culture Podcast, a soccer podcast for us, by us. And you got your hosts here, Ringo, Grego, Coach Tony. We're back, ladies and gentlemen. We're back. Once again, once again, we're here. Yeah, we're here, man. Fellas, what's going on, man? Shouts out to uh, Atlanta United Fan TV for holding it down with you last week. AJ, Mark, man, we appreciate it. Um, those of you who listen to us and ain't check them out, make sure you check their content out. They got podcasts, they got YouTube, they're at the matches. And then for the first time listeners from their platform, welcome, man. Border Culture Podcast. We're a soccer podcast, but we kind of add a little flavor. You know what I mean? You, well, sauce. You know, all those other soccer podcasts out here, they taste like bland macaroni and cheese. We put at least some Lowry's in this. You know what I mean? We put some Lowry's in there. We bake it. You know what I mean? Shout out to Mayor Keisha. The mayor didn't, didn't make our mac and cheese. Right? Yeah, it goes there. mac and cheese. But, nah. you know, that's what our, our podcast is about. So, you know, hopefully y'all like us, you fuck with us, and you continue to listen, man. Yeah, yeah, man, yeah. How y'all been? How's your week been? You know, how's life? Scressful, bruh. Yeah, <laughs> but you know, we, we making it, man. You know, trying to try to make a little money and you know, try, trying to live, man. Like, glad, glad to have y'all back. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm glad to be back. You know, my kids are good in school. Shouts out to Fulton County Public Schools. Mm-hmm. You out here. Taking our kids on the way. On the little, 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 school bus is going. Little mama do, doing pre-K. Yeah, she done started. She in big kid school now. You know, wearing a uniform. Whoever thought that she'd be wearing a uniform. Beautiful. And speaking of like uniforms, man, let's talk about the coach over here, man. Living life good with his employer. So anyway, man, it's good to see that Manchester United get back to some winning ways, man. God, he's like, kind of a big deal. It's it's good to see Manchester United. He's gonna be holding out like Zeke. Like, no, I, I need a new contract for FTC. <laughs> Yeah, so speaking of uniforms, uh, we were talking about Jordan earlier, right? You know what I'm saying? Uh, and Jordan's sponsoring soccer stuff now, and now we got another soccer star going to the Jordan brand. Yeah, man. Yeah. We got our boy Raheem Sterling. I'll tell you, Raheem. 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 Yeah, man. Like, what do you think about that, Greg? Because, you know, Greg is our kicks expert over here. Well, you know, it, it's been funny because there's, there's still a lot of people who who just think that Jordan is just basketball. And I'm like, Jordan Jordan Brand has been dipping their, their toes and feet and ankles up in a whole lot of different sports, racing, baseball. They've been in baseball for like 20 years with Jeter and everything. Yeah. And I think it's just a, it was just a matter of time before they finally found the right athletes, the right club brands. So like, you know what, we're going to attach ourselves to you. Uh, of course, they've been doing... Uh, stuff with PSG and Neymar the past couple of years. They did something with, uh, with with the Brazil national team a couple of years back. And this here is basically like, like we want to commit to a player full time. Say, hey, you gonna you gonna rock our brand just like like how all the other like basketball players and football players do. Like we want to branch it into soccer and you know, given everything that that Raheem Sterling's been doing, you know, the past year or so, I mean, like I think that he's 
by far the, lo- the most logical choice um, to to extend, extend the brand and everything. So I think it's cool. I think it's dope. Over Mbappe. Oh. I, I, honestly, I think they're going to. I, I think, I think both. visibility. I think for visibility, probably yeah. Because I mean, all things said, like it's, it's still the EPL and. Um, Sterling's going to have more visibility than Mbappe, at least for now. I got to disagree because you know, keep, you know, being within involved in the youth game, mm-hmm. Mbappe's name is more popular than Sterling. Really, hands down. These kids all say they want to be Mbappe. They, all these kids when they start celebrating, guess what they do? They do the knees. Mbappe pose. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So it's, it's it's good for Jordan Brand to have both. Though Mbappe's young. Raheem mm-hmm. is kind of older. Raheem is the cap. You know, Mbappe is like the fun Westbrook. So you think about you get both of them under your Jordan brand representing. I can Jordan, say that eventually, yeah. Jordan soccer brand. So then you have both sides of the spectrum. Mm-hmm. You got your woke bros, and you know you got your want to have fun bros. <laughs> yeah, you know? yeah. And like anybody that know college stuff, it, you have it's good to have that good mix. You know what I mean? I mean, yeah, because you got Jordan, you know, sponsoring Michigan, but yeah, still they still sponsor whack ass schools like Florida. Unfortunately, whoa, 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 so, whoa, 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 whoa. I mean, they got whoa. You know, they got go to the charity stuff yeah. and you know help out those in need wow <laughs> it's good for jordan brand to come into soccer right now because i mean you're you're a youth coach i mean kids soccer's cool now it's, it's getting it's, cool it's cool it's getting so cool. it's like all right soccer's cool i like jordan's jordan's are cool absolutely so let me start watching these players raheem sterling plays on every saturday on nbcsn i've never known what channel mm-hmm. it is I, now i'm gonna watch it on saturday well, i think the other thing that's cool about it, as far as like the logistics aspect and aesthetically what you see with jordan brand and how it creeps into the soccer game of course obviously the cleats we know that's mm-hmm. going that's going to be the you know where you can get 250 300 for the cleats or whatever yeah but um what you see now with kids who are the soccer nerds who are about that you know that soccer life they're put. They're dropping money for you know the flats and the turfs like it ain't nothing. Yeah. You'll see them ro- running around with the all the turfs like it ain't nothing. So to drop a good one fifty for those, they'll do that in a heartbeat for some Jordan versions. Yeah, I yeah. mean, in fact, this past weekend um, at the fields, there were several guys who had actually the Jordan, the Neymar's, the Jordan Neymar's. I was like, yo, like we just throwing around two fifty for some. Yeah, easy. No, it's just like it's crazy. Drop that stack. You know, I mean, I'm the old man here, so you know, two fifty for this. I'm just waiting for some Jordan goalie gloves. Can we stop leaving out goalies, please? I mean, you know, <laughs> Steph, needs to, Steph needs to just say, hey, God, lace me up, man. Jordan Like, you already got, like, like <laughs> you, you already got the jump, man. Be like the goalie, man. Like, I'm just you diving Yo, across the board. gave me an idea. I got a new move for a save now. <laughs> you know, what? Uh, <laughs> what? <laughs> It would be dope. So, I got a new training regimen coming next week. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see kind of what Jordan Brand decides to do. But it's been a good branding year for soccer this summer. Oh, yeah. It's been a lot of coverage and a lot of good content out there for a lot of these brands actually getting to the sport. This has been the perfect summer to get into it. So we'll see how that uh, matriculates into the fall Premier League season. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, the Premier League, they, they just uh, opened up uh, this past weekend. I think Bundesliga did, did as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, we're, we're just about to get into the, the the Euro season and everything. And, you know, it, it's, it's great, you know, to have that back back in play. I was, like, I've never really been... It, it's funny because, like, a couple months back before MLS season started, we are talking about the preseason games there. I'm almost even over the Euro friendlies as well. Cause like, I feel like, you know, they'll take advantage of 
everyone say, hey, we're here for a couple game for a couple games. They'll charge their arm or leg and and two kidneys for for tickets and everything. And I'm just like, the games don't mean nothing. So I'm well, like, there, yeah, it's it's a branding, it's a marketing thing, of course, and it's the it's mild exposures for those clubs. But I will have to say the one thing that's been interesting throughout this whole you know preseason warm up going into this uh, beginning of the season. I gotta say I'm impressed with Atletico Madrid. Oh yeah, I mean, good gosh. The, I mean, yes, it is preseason, mm-hmm. but like you know, while Felix coming in, what is he? Seventeen, eighteen years old? Nineteen. Nineteen now. He's nineteen now. My yeah. Head. I mean, that kid looked good, man. Yeah, yeah. Um, we talked about it last week during uh, talking about the All Star game, and like he's a guy like he just jumps out to. It's like, oh, if you knew no- if you knew nobody else. On Atletico Madrid, and I think nobody else did since Griezmann wasn't there any, isn't, isn't there anymore. It's like, oh, he's good. Yeah. <laughs> like if you know nothing else, it's like that kid's gonna be something. But I, I think you know, as part of this whole preseason thing, we're obviously we're seeing a, a, a pendulum swift within the city of Madrid. Mm-hmm. You know, Real is still doing their issues, and now you know, as Zidane has put his ultimatum in, he he might step out because he's not getting his way or whatever. And then the whole Gareth Bale saga. That that, that's the funny part to me. It's like you know, you over here worried about about trying to get Pog, but y'all can't even sell bail to save your life. It was, and it's, and it's you tried to sell him off of China, and then his wife was like, "Nope, we're not doing that." <laughs> and I guess because he wants to live, he wants to live a certain way. That it's like, okay, I, I can't just go anywhere and, and just be paid pay peanuts. So you know, because I think that in order for him to get what he wants, he's probably gonna have to take some type of pay cut just to get out of there. And, of course, the the, the EPL transfer windows closed, which makes no sense I mean, to it's me. It's weird as hell. Yeah. No, I'm like, 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 why would you shortcut weird. yourself like no, that? because you want to close the window before the season starts. Because you want to give – you got to think about it. It's uh, – the Premier League is all about, you know, it's everyone's chance to go from glory. They all start on an even foot to go from glory. So – if you stop it before the season starts, everyone's like, yo, you made, you had your time to do your due diligence. If you didn't do it, you got to wait until January. It makes sense. I, I don't understand why Spain season starts two weeks from now. Well, every, everything is kind of like kind of staggered. So, like, you know, this this, this past weekend was England and, and Germany. Um, I think I think France how, starts this weekend, I think. It's crazy how staggered it is, but, I mean, like, all these leagues are in the Champions League, and it's still, like, competition. Well, so, but also you, know, you gotta remember all leagues. A lot of them take those winter breaks as well, too. Ah, uh, that's true. So yeah. that factors in as far as the schedule. I guess that aspect. balances it out. Yeah, 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 yeah absolutely. That's true. Yep. Yeah, but um, well, I, I, of course, uh, our, well, this guy over here walk, walking up in here with an Arsenal jersey. I don't, I don't know, like he 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 took his talents to he to took London. His talents, yeah, straight to. Uh, to Emirates, man. Like, what's up with that, man? Listen, man. Can you tell us what's going on through your mind? Like, I know, of all teams, like Arsenal? Seriously, what? bro. So I'll tell you why. I mean, I wore intensity my main night because, <laughs> you know, we feeling good. We got our three points. You did. Four goal differential, you know? So did Arsenal. They, they got, you got they one. Got three points. Wait, so, wait. Just one. Because, wait, tell me, bro. <laughs> they got three points? Bro, like, it, it's good. just because they won, you like, oh, I like that, man. No, no, I'll tell you why. I'll, t- I'll tell you why. Okay, here I'm we always, go. I've always flirted. I really like this man's got a wandering eye. Oh, I know, right? Yeah. Listen, I love you, baby. Chris <laughs> well, I, I've always liked the kind of the story of Arsenal. I, I've, I've loved um, 
kind of the allure of Arsene Wenger. Mm. So watching him leave and watching the fan base go topsy-turvy and seeing him manage basically what he was given to manage with. He was like, I'm not going to spend any money. And he continued to continue to perform. Talking about how you know why he wasn't spending money. Yeah. Because of the stadium. Yeah. That's why. Yeah. But, but that's, that's been paid for. Like they, they didn't spend nothing because of Cronky. Because he because he was trying because he's still trying to build that stadium out of Hollywood. Teams to worry about. Yeah. I know, right? He got kids. Busy owner, but like I said, I love that. But really, what took me over was honestly, man, it was the advertising this summer for the new kid when they switched from Pumas to Adidas. Yeah. And how much they put behind the stories they told, how much people love the club and stuff like that. And I was just like. What? Do you do? I hear you. <laughs> I hear you. But like, listen to you guys Suck talk about. Suck up for the about, industry. Suck up for the industry. Because we've had this conversation before. <laughs> I I started looking at Manchester United after uh, Alex Ferguson left. Mm-hmm. So oh I yeah, yeah. I remember I didn't get to experience right. that glory yeah, okay. years, but you guys fell in love so with. You don't you, guys, you don't know about these years. You, you know right? what I'm saying? Those, you know the, the those, gold patches. Those, the gold, gold patches. Those I don't know that. Yeah. I experienced the Premier League. I came into the league when the year Alex Ferguson retired. Mm. It was it was some it, dark it was, days. It was a civil war it was like some going dark on. Days. It was I mean Mourinho was at Chelsea. Yeah. I mean like it was it was cra- Fulham <laughs> was still in the league. It was, <laughs> <laughs> it was a lot going on. So I'm gonna I'm gonna dive in. I'm gonna support Arsenal this season. Uh, you know, hopefully my support won't get them relegated because I have bad luck. Because ever since I was like a Manchester United, they couldn't get it together. So y'all are welcome. That's why I win the league this year. <laughs> Um, so, hey, Arsenal fans is out there, man. I'm trying to learn as much as I can about the club. So hit me up at the Ringo Show, man. I'm just trying to understand the light, man. Man, laughs like Hotberry. Anyway, so anyway, going on to uh, so, so you want to talk about how was um it was the open opening uh weekend for yeah Bradley. yeah it was good uh it was good good bad <laughs> for you guys um. My mind's from blank. The ugly, well, the ugly, I would say, is the implementation of VAR into the Premier yes, League. Yes, yes. I think, uh, I mean, obviously everywhere. Yeah, your best friends, you know, they, they, have, they have some issues with it, man. Your new best friends yeah. of, of a Man City. Yeah, they God, I mean, like, the flow of it was, like, crazy. Uh, I mean, obviously we have our issues. And I'm not, I'm not opposed to VAR. No? I mean, like. I'm gl- I was going to, I'm glad, I was going to ask you guys how you say it, because. You know how the British always try to make it seem like everything they say is right? They say bar. Every, oh every God, British yeah. button, it was like bar, bar. No, like, bar. It's an acronym. No, it's an acronym. It's exactly. An acronym. Stop. Exactly. Just stop. Exactly. Quit. No. And so now every, I started hearing American commentators like, yeah, bar. No. Bar. I'm like, no, bitch, two weeks ago, y'all called it VAR. <laughs> so now that the Brits are calling it bar, you guys call it bar? But it's it's going to have to work out as kinks. Yeah, I, I mean. But, I mean, what, what, was it worse than the Women's World Cup, though? Because, I mean, shit. <laughs> it's on the same path. It's on the same path. I don't think so. I think they'll figure it it's out. It's on the same path. I think they'll figure it out. Like MLS. At least, at least they have nine, nine, ten months to worry about it. Whereas the women's world cup only had a, had a month and they still didn't figure it out. But you know, mm-hmm. it's all good. I, you know, we we ain't mad at it. But uh, but no, I think that hope. See, there's already they're already going through a whole lot of different uh, rules changes in in the EPL this year. Anyway, you know, um, substitution changes. Um, I think the biggest thing that tactically has changed everything is the goal kick. The what? fact of receiving goal kicks within your box now. Yeah. I mean, that has t- totally changed how you set up defensively, how guy- how other teams are starting to do their high presses now. That has changed the game. 
is you know from any restart coming back from the goalie um because now you're seeing coaches actually work on their actual tactics of you know you talk about building from the back this is really building from the back because just that little touch in the box to your center back or your center half or whatever and building from that place like now you're seeing all these tactical strategy books and you know, YouTube videos all strategic, strategically straight from the goal kick now. And I think that's been a huge difference. <clears throat> I mean, excuse me, I think I feel like that game changer has totally going to be a shift in how we... It, but it's good to see that the game continues to evolve. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, I mean, it, it's going to be interesting to see kind of how those tactics adjust mm-hmm. this season and who, who's going to be able to capitalize and who's going to end up dwindling by it. You I know, because Pep, gonna... Pep is already... I mean, Pep shows his, his value. He's already... The way he's doing it now with dropping the center back hat, you know, down and then playing it across the, you know, where the keeper is playing across the goal mouth and everything like that. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, that tells you how gutsy and how much, you know, courage he has in his goalies to do that, to make that kick. Yeah. Right I mean, across he's, the goal like, mouth. He's, like, he's always, you know, preferred a, a, a keeper that can, you know, play out the back and, you know, make it work pretty much however, you know. So, like, going That's why we were questioning why Stefan went there. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know, like, like that's like that's always been like kind of tripping me out because like I think that we took we took much longer to kind of catch up to the idea of playing from the back because like we've always just been like okay, like we if you can stop shots, you then you're good. It's like no, like there's there's more nuance to it now. So you know, you have to have more skill to your game than just okay, I can stop a shot. I'm the best in the world. It's like no, like can you can you complete a pass? Can you you know? dribble out the back like things like that and yeah, I mean it's it's the definition of a keeper being not only the last line of defense but the first line of offense is the definition of that now so you got Bill from the back literally but yeah there, there was one game I was uh, checking out um, uh, d- during the weekend it was um, Bournemouth uh, I woke up on Saturday morning it's like ah first Saturday of the season to wake up Bournemouth and they actually got, they actually did pretty well. That's our, that's our homie uh, Reggie's team. So and I was like, I, I hit him. I was like, hey, I wake up. Cherries is on my TV. <laughs> but yeah, uh, yeah, they had Sheffield United, right? Yeah, they played mm-hmm. Sheffield one-one draw. I, um, they, I mean, they looked good. Uh, it looked good until they gave up their last goal. Yeah, you know, I honestly, I think Southampton might go down this year. Like they really didn't make a lot of moves this off season. They've traditionally been, you know, build within. Mm-hmm. But honestly, I think that model the way that money's being splashed around. I mean, Everton's dropping money on players. Uh, Everton, I was like, what in the world? You know what I mean? I mean, hell, I mean, Arsenal spent eighty million dollars on the guy, and, so, and still didn't buy a damn uh, December. Hey, good good luck on that one. Hey, hey know, that's that's, that's your know, fight I, now. I, honestly, I don't. I really don't think Southampton, especially I mean, with the loss. I mean, three. It lost three zero to Burnley. So Burnley, that's, that's a team that I'm gonna watch. Southampton, I'm gonna watch and see. I mean, it's the first game, but I really think they're not gonna make it through this season. Yeah, that, if, they, if they lose them three nil to Burnley, it's like, mm. yeah, because then they just, I think they just got promoted as well. So yeah, like mm, yeah, yeah. that, that might that might be a tough go. But um, but what yeah. about our boys? What about our Red Devils? You didn't say anything about that. What's up? I mean, you know, Devils? it's 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 nice to you know be able to puff out your chest a little bit and be like, hey, we look damn good now. It gets a handicap, Chelsea. Time out. Were they really handicap? I mean, Lampard in itself, like. Like you don't just go from a championship level club to Chelsea, yeah, and be like, well, like no, everyone else. Does. No, but but no, don't 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 say that 
it's, it's funny how the dialogue shifted now after <laughs> the fourth because going into the game, everybody's like, man, you, what are they going to do? Yeah. They about to get whooped by Chelsea. Now that the vice versa happened, it's no, just I, crazy. You know, it's funny I, how I thought, the, I thought and then everybody's like, well, what if, you know. This is a rebuild year for Chelsea. I, it is. I think so. Give, gives, given how the lineup was, yeah, I, I, I would say yeah. It, it's good for. For, it's good for Frank and it's good for Chelsea. I, I think Chelsea, they'll finish mid-table. They'll mm. be fine. But it's good for them to cut their so teeth. So, no longer top six. Not for... Ooh, I think it's possible. I think it's very How possible that they, they finish outside. Two years? Uh, two years. They have uh, one more window, so like, they can't do anything until next summer. Next summer. So, yeah. I, honestly, like sitting so there... So, no top six. Not top six. Not Chelsea. Mm. Not Chelsea. This is going to be... Yeah. I, I, get, it's, I agree with you. I think the team that's going to I see growth. the top six is probably Wolves. Wolves? I got yeah, Wolves. yeah, they're, they're, they're always competitive yeah, last year. Honestly, yeah. uh, so I was talking with some people at work. I, honestly, I think uh, Wolves and Newcastle are going to be up there with the big dogs. They got they got our boy Maximine from uh, from Nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, the Gucci headband. Yeah, I, was wait, I, was, I was wondering if he was going to pop it out this weekend, but yeah. he did. He, did, he just had a normal. He said, no, he I was just, like, man, you bland as hell. I was, like, I was, like, I was like, They probably wouldn't let him. He said, like, nah, we, we can't do that. It's, yeah, it's not, not a sponsor. Yeah. <laughs> Premier but League is a little bit more conservative. Had, uh, they had our boy Miggy up top yeah. uh, playing a forward position. I, I don't know if that. Was, I don't know if it's gonna work. I don't think that was the I, right call. I'm, you know, with Rafa Benitez leaving, I'm kind of nervous. And Steve him. Bruce, I was like, mm, that's, yeah. that's that's a whole I'm different player's record. Like, I think he's gonna get there's a lot of speed the there. Mix. I mean, between him and between him and Maximin alone, I'm like, that's a whole lot of speed. There's a lot of speed. So where does that leave? So is it getting out? He's going. I mean, essentially, with, does he bring Matt? Yeah. I know he was. I know he was hurt because that's why he didn't make the uh, Gold Cup team. I don't know if he's back from in, from. Uh, I think he just recently came back from yeah. uh, training. So, so I don't know if it's just a case like he's so not quite sharp yet or maybe, what. Maybe that's why they're trying to play um, Miguel up top is to get all of them on the pitch at the same time. Ooh. So then you have the, you can have Yedlin and um, um, Almiron overlap, or you can have. Maxine and Almarone overlap each other, and then so then you have kind of that dangerous inverted wing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, yeah, yeah. Um, I see what you're make, saying. Make Newcastle real dangerous. Look, look at him but breaking up, breaking out the tactics, man. Look man, at him, I've man. Been, I've been gone for a minute. I got nothing to talk. Yeah, y'all missed the big thing about Newcastle too. Who they who they got back? Mike Ashley, he's still there. Andy Carroll. Oh, so he did sign. I, I missed. I missed all that. Yeah, yeah. Andy Carroll's back with him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's right. That's right. Yeah, he, yeah, he, yeah, yeah, yeah. One year contract. Yeah, that's right. Okay, that's the missing link right there. I can say, like, like he's thirty years old. I mean, that's crazy. That's crazy because, like, when you think about, it, like, as long as, like, you know, he's been, like, you know, relative, like, in the lexicon of uh, EPL, like, you would think that, you know. He's older now. It's like, no, he's just 30. Yeah. Dude's just 30, he's man. A, he's a baby. He's been around forever, man. He's a baby. Well, a lot of these guys, when a lot of these guys, you know, like they, they break in like 17, 18, it's like they're 12 years in by the time, you yeah, know. They, they haven't done anything by 22. Yeah. Come yeah. on, bro. <laughs> he's living. It's like, you're crazy. I just been able to drink. Because, like, you remember, like, uh, last season, like, they were t- uh, talking about, like, LeBron, like, they always they always made like a, a big point that it's his sixteenth season. I'm like and he's thirty five. I was like, just like thirty five, that's that's he's been in there a long oh, damn time. It's a, it's a long time, especially this hyper sports media that we have now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So 
But no, I, I think that, you know, United was, was great. Uh, you know, it's it was interesting seeing, like, how quickly they were able to turn it on uh, in the second half. Uh, I'm very encouraged just the fact that he that Solskjaer was playing young kids. Of course, Daniel James came in there right away and, and got that work Wasn't in. that the first signing over the, the transfer window? Yeah. Wasn't Daniel uh, James the first? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, I, I was encouraged by Juan Basaka. I mean, like, yeah, yeah. Him, him, and actually, McGuire was like, I didn't realize like how physical yep. he, um, he was, and I was like, okay. Yeah, watching that match, you can kind of see why Manchester United splashed that cash. Mm-hmm. I still don't see all it, that, but you know, is, like he's well, he's good. I, honestly, it's what they needed. I mean, uh, Manchester United fans say, I mean, we need a big physical center back. We need a big physical center. Yeah. Back. They got one final. Did you notice a difference after they scored each goal? The confidence was like this, like the salty. Oh, oh, oh! oh. No, after no. each goal they scored, they huddled and went over their tactics of what they were going to do, and so they regrouped and gathered themselves. Instead of like you know, they celebrated, but at the same time, you saw McGuire coaching. You saw them all trying to get the same page. Yeah, like Matama, they were like, "Yo, all right, so we getting back into this." But like, that's a huge shift. Like, and that's huge. And then, of course, you know, the the man in the middle. You know, like I said whenever he oh, buys, whenever he buys in, you can't you can't touch those him. Runs too. He had to assist. You can't, you, know? you, you can't touch him like when he buys in. Like, that's because like you go back to last season when he when we had that streak. Like when he was bought in. We played well. Right. When he's when he checked out, the team checked out. You saw you saw again uh, on on Sunday. It's like when he's in. There's very few teams that can really mess with it. <laughs> How long will he be bought in? That's that's the fifty that's million. The, that's the two hundred million dollar question. He's ADD. He is. He's he's like I'm. I'm feeling it, and then as soon as they start getting confident, we gotta check out. his blood glucose. We, 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 we got we gotta make sure you know. She was up in his closet. Make maybe, sure he ain't got no none of the United uh, jerseys up in there. Doing his physicals with Atlanta United. You know, he, he was like, this is what a team feels like. So I'm gonna take this back to Manchester. Parkhurst, you know, got, got to him, man. Coach Parkhurst. Parky, man. Parkhurst like, hey, man. You know, guy, you really got to lay back a little bit, you know? Just chill, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I was like, y'all, y'all, y'all the first name basis now, man? You've like, so you been hanging with everybody, man. I'm telling you. So, anyway. Um, <laughs> anyway. Yeah, so uh, the Euro League is looking good right about now. Anyway, um... So uh, hold on, we gonna take a, we gonna take a quick break. Like I said, I need I need to get my get my mind right for what we about to get uh, get into. We're gonna talk about Ebra. We're gonna talk about a lot of protesting that happened this past weekend. What else we got up in here? Uh, oh, matter of fact, before we do that, yo, shout out to uh, my homie Yogi up in up in up in Richmond. Uh, Richmond uh, won the Henny Derby over the weekend against our girl, our guys up in Fort Madison, one nil. Elliot got a got a uh, no. Kyle's shipping down a, a bottle of Henny down to, down to Richmond. I think we're trying to hit up Richmond now for the rematch um, in yep. uh, next month, man. I think we're trying to do that. So yep. you know, for the culture, we're gonna check out the second leg of the Henny Derby. As soon as I saw Henny, I was like, I'm on the way. That's how culture is built. So black, so black. <laughs> Hey, did you see what did you see what Elliot posted in the group yeah, before yeah, we got here? Yeah, 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 yeah. Number two drink in Virginia, Hennessy. Tell you, it's the cornerstone of American history. Yeah, if you've ever been, if you ever been in, in Southside Richmond or out in Norfolk, you you would know why. Hey, you would. No, there's 
a Jet Magazine article. I'm going to find it. I'm going to post it on the social, man. It talks about the history of black culture in Hennessy. Oh, I mean. It's it's deeper than just like rap videos and and, and big booty hoes. Like, it, it dates back to, like, our fight for freedom in, you know, in the World War. So, I'm all... Hold on. Are, are, are you talking... Is this on so, an episode of drug history? He's no. Basically, he's saying, like, the Buffalo Soldiers had him while they... It wasn't the <laughs> Buffalo Soldiers. It wasn't them. He's going back to Civil War. He might as well. Got the Red Tails. The, got the Red Tails. Red uh, flat. <laughs> well, look, I'm going to post an article. Y'all check it out, man. Hey, Time out. Before you talk about it, like... Yes or no? Were you a drinker of Incredible Hulk's? Yeah, those were those were good drinks. Those were they, they, <laughs> BGs for real. Back in college That's when I used to drink those. <laughs> but you know what? That your hands be sticky as hell too. <laughs> <laughs> but you know that was that was a rite of passage. That, that, that was uh, that was back Hulk in his younger days. How about how did I drink that shit? Yeah, man, it was a rough drink. God, it was rough. did you do you realize that? Uh, pet that ass up is twenty years old now. Are we are we old? Yeah. And they, and they yeah, still I, play that in the club. I remember my junior year in high school when that came out. Do y'all yeah. understand? Like those songs will be our classics. Our kids are gonna look at us. Yeah. We're gonna be in the park with the with the with the the Jesus sandals on. <laughs> we back that ass up. Mm-hmm. Like I hope y'all know them. All. You're gonna have church socks on your oh, old, old socks that I'm in my Oh God! Hey man, it's like when I cut on your story that you had on Facebook. I was like, yeah, the old man laugh. <laughs> it's real. But hey, shouts out to uh, Elliot, man. Shouts out to Kyle, man. Like, yeah, shout, yeah, shout out to. Um, the Featherstone flock. Uh, we, I, I just uh, laced up Coach and Ringo with uh, with our uh, Featherstone scars that we got from uh, American Football Provisions. So we we all hooked up, and they said we'll. we'll uh, they said we're gonna make plans for re- for the rematch in uh, next month. But yeah, we'll take a, a quick break. We'll be right back, and we'll holler at you in a few. And we are back, man. Back. Yeah. And and st- and still with no honey, I'm, I'm I'm disappointed. Yeah, I know. I'm very bottle. I'm very bottle next. I, I need to hear more about this incredible Hulk though. I know I know that much because you know the hypnotic hand, yeah, baby. Hip, they still sell. Hold up. Hypnotic. Yeah, like they still they, they still sell hypnotic. Yeah. yeah. Hypnotic is like seventeen dollars. If I like if four I gallons. if <laughs> I think I literally might throw up instantly if I had some hypnotic right now. <laughs> hey, I'm making I'm making incredible Hulk. <laughs> hold up, hold up. What, what's what's in this cookout? That's what I want to know. Okay. Okay. Right, it depends okay. on if you know um, the sun decides to back the fuck away from Georgia. Yo, seriously. Like, Dude, we had to cancel practices today. It was so damn hot. Man, it's listen. Hot. It's like, real hot. It's, you know, so for those that are they, out there, man, you know, who don't have the fortunate to have AC. I mean, God bless you. There's a lot of cooling areas in major cities. Get there, man. No point in sitting at home sweating. Sooner or later, one day Atlanta is going to have it where, just like if you ever been in like Phoenix. Where they have misters all over the place yeah. in mm-hmm. public places, it's going to be the same thing. Oh, yeah, they they had some at um at tailgate on, on 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 Sunday. I was like I was like man, and of course every time I want to wear black at games, mm-hmm. it's like no, nah, let's just let's just be unbearably hot. I just want to just commend Atlanta United supporters for tailgating on asphalt when it yeah. was hundred plus hundred degrees. 
Shout out to y'all. Y'all are just dedicated because the stadium has amazing AC. It does. Um, AC every awesome. time you, every time you walk you go in, through that door, it, it, woo, it's, 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 <laughs> and then the beer line is right there. So you're like, oh, yes. <laughs> it's the Lord's house right there. <laughs> hey, speaking of the Lord's house. Uh oh. Let's see this transition. I, just, I know, right? Speaking of the Lord's house. Let's see man. this transition. I just want to let everyone know, man, there's a war going on mm. in the heart and souls of black people in America. Chick-fil-A and Popeye's. <laughs> Listen, Popeye's. Oh, you guys sold on that, on that chicken sandwich? I told you, man. Popeye's dropped that delicious chicken sandwich. Chick-fil-A said, oh, they dropped baked macaroni and cheese, man. Uh, yeah, I heard about oh, that. I heard yo. about that. So, Listen, if you're a real Chick-fil-A aficionado. <clears throat> I'm about to say, there. I've, I've never been there. I've been wanting to go there. I've been wanting. I've never been. Go. So it's funny because that's where I take my daughter because she only eats chicken and bacon, and we go to Dwarf House where they got chicken and bacon. You know what I'm saying? I, I so. don't know. Because I, I think you would post like a picture on your socials like a couple months back. Um, I don't know if it's like uh, on your birthday or something, but um, I think yeah, it was chicken, Valentine. I took her for Valentine. Chicken and waffles. I was like, hold up. Yeah. Like, like, it's a full menu at those Dwarf Houses, man. I was like, good. They Lord. got collard greens, green beans, man. Come on now. Yes. See, that's how I know I'm not from because I, I, I had no idea. I, I, I want y'all Popeyes people to come on, come at me. I just want everyone to go to church this Sunday and pray hard. It's a war going on. It's gonna Dude, split the community. This tells you about Chick-fil-A. They don't even have to they, they ain't even open on Sundays. That's like that's how bad we are, man. We don't even need to be open on Sunday. Go ahead at the church. We ain't open. But man, listen, you know. <laughs> Man, listen, before we get off in this all this heavy stuff, I know uh if you haven't done so already, check out the Rick Ross album. I know that, that's uh Port of Miami too. That's all I play right now. That's that's the that's the hot shit right now. That's all I play. It's good, but it doesn't feel like a Rick Ross album to me. It's not the best. Because every Rick Ross album always comes in and it feels like a fucking movie. You know, yeah. I think it still it, has a movie they feel. Have the, the pianos playing, the violins, all that, and then they started off with Wale and Rick Ross. I didn't like that. I that was, was like, the wrong intro song. Yeah, that, I was like, that was the wrong intro song. They should have started off with uh, White Lines. Yeah, uh, okay. Him and uh, Dej Lo. Yeah. Because okay. I, I love that song. Or the song where he talks about him recovering from kind of After seizures. The, yeah, seizures. Uh, shit, what do you, what's, your, what's your opinion of the Maybach Music 6 now? You know, I mean, like, I got that old mixtape of all the mm. Maybachs and I think this one is probably like my third favorite. Yeah, this yeah, one, it, that it, sounds it, about it, right. That sounds about right. Up at the top. Yeah, it's third favorite. I, I think Maybach Music Three is like still number one to me. Yes, it's yes. Still number one because that is a that, that that's is, an absolute for classic. me. Actually, is days with five. Yeah, that's my top right. Really? Now. Yeah, ah. that's my favorite. <laughs> but good album, man. I mean, yeah. I mean, he had Nip on there. I mean, yeah. Meek. I mean, every feature. And that was back to back right there, yeah, too. I mean, every feature he had felt good except for Lil Wayne. Honestly, I think I he should have like... pushed it and made the album. Like, I understand everything is politics in mm-hmm. hip hop, but, you know, Lil Wayne. I mean, Wayne you, you, heard, stuff, you heard what he said about 50. He was like, he ain't, he ain't hot in the streets no more. <laughs> Um, and actually, actually, the the joint with the Swiss Beats, Just Blaze. Yeah. I mean, like that song, even though it's been out for you know a month or so, like yeah. that song still go hard for me. Yeah, it's still a good song. So I mean, 
Check out the Rick Ross album. I mean, if you haven't checked it out, you're listening to the Raw podcast, man. Straight <laughs> up. So y'all can go up up there to Mayberry and listen to whatever they listen to on another soccer podcast. Oh, God. <laughs> man, listen. Dubstep. We, uh... <laughs> <laughs> Y'all crazy. We're gonna take a, a, a quick rerun real quick because last week we uh, we ran into uh, some stuff that, that happened. Um, we had shootings in El Paso and and Dayton. You know, shout out to them. Hope hope that community is is uh, recovering as best as they can. But uh, Alejandro Bedoya, uh, Bedoya uh, they were playing DC uh, last uh, weekend. You got a goal as they were celebrating. He went to uh, one of the the sideline mics, you know, basically, you know, but that like like end gun violence now, and it's it's crazy because you know, like obviously p- people have varying opinions as far as like Second Amendment rights and gun violence and everything, and we'll kind of dip in that in a, in a second. But I think just the fact that. Because we we talked about it a few weeks back, as far as like the national team players who who kind of like make their voices heard and everything, and we really didn't have any answers as far as like the men goes. And so for him to really speak up and just say something, you know, like it didn't even matter the fact that you know what the point was, it's the fact that he, they actually said something that that was relevant to what's going on right now. Like that was huge on him, and for the league to you know say like, hey, like. They were always support of it, you know, yeah. as far as like him being able to speak his mind and everything, which kind of what makes everything that happened this past weekend kind of just all the more confusing, you know, as far as like what happened with um with fans all all over the league and everything. But yes, yeah, I just wanted to you know like get y'all get y'all's guys thoughts as far as like that, and then of course we'll go into all the fans that happened um on this past weekend. So. You know, with Bedoya, like, like, I mean, you hit on it. I mean, you know, it was good for him to say something. It's, it's good for him to have that emotional response with it. And it's good that MLS hasn't fired him yet for what he said. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, we've wanted men's national team players to say things. So, I mean, it's good. So hopefully more of them will decide to kind of grow a pair and kind of say how they feel in this game. So, yeah, I mean, it's, it's one of those things where – you know, on the men's side, it's it's so weird, like how how silent, but pretty much all of them are. Yeah. And it's not like you know you don't have opinions. It's not like you know you don't have, like you know see what's going on. Because I mean, the same issues that affect us is going to ultimately affect them. Because you know you're still people at the end of the day. And so for him to just speak up, that was that was huge. Yeah. Shut up and play. No. Shut up and play. <laughs> Shut up. Shut up and shut up. I mean, like it, it's it, it's crazy though that like to hear you know people who are outside the sports world, like if you t- listens to and like the news organizations and how they start to overanalyze it, and you would hear some people say like we don't care about athletes' opinions and thoughts like that, and like that message is still it's thrown out there, and it's mm-hmm. crazy because people think that just because they make you know a decent salary that they're not allowed to express their. That's not, that's, that's not still people. Right. And so, and like a lot of people forget, like these soccer players come from humble backgrounds most of the time. A lot so of like, them. You know what I'm saying? So these situations impact the communities that we're talking about. It, you know, it, it's, I think it's from the clubs that, you know, they, they don't want to, 
kind of polarized situations because they're like, hey, we don't care what your beliefs are. You're a Democrat, you're a Republican, a liberal, conservative. We all come together, get drunk, and watch these sports. Mm -hmm. So they tell these players, don't say anything because we don't want to piss off either. And I think that's what it is because like... You know, being good company men, you know, these athletes are like, I won't say anything. Because... My opinion. Because especially, you know, the soccer community and MLS, you're trying to basically, you know, grab as many fans as you can. And so when you take the risk of saying anything that might even be mildly controversial, it's like, okay, hold up. You know, do we really want to, you know, go this far? Because, you know, we don't want to lose any fans. Cause we get, it's like there's part of the perception that we don't have really have a whole lot of fans to begin with, so we don't want to lose what we got. So let's just kind of kind of keep it 70 and, you know, hopefully, you know, we can we can walk that line and hopefully not piss off too many people. But I think that when you do that, you know, especially because there were there were some um, some attacks in Seattle and Portland um, last week, which kind of which followed, um, which came shortly after Garber speaking on on the issue of uh, neo-Nazis up in, up in New York. Cause I mean, of course we, we had uh rocks Fontaine on the show a few months back, you know, he spoke on it um, openly as far as like just that element up there and to see that same element up in, up in Seattle, see that same element up in, up in Portland. It's like, you know, the issue's not going away and you're still acting like, you know, like we don't want to, we don't want to unsettle too many people. Cause we don't want to, you know, try to get as many people in, in the stands as we can. <sighs> Piss them off. Piss them off. <laughs> you know, I saw the attacks that happened in Portland and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Portland's a real liberal city. Yeah. Things like that. Like, liberals, they're so pussy to me. Because, like, I saw, like, those guys get into the fights with those neo-Nazis. Mm-hmm. And, like, the, they could have whooped them Nazis' asses. They should have. They should have. And no, they just basically, like, oh, officer, they started everything. Uh, help me! I'm like, yo, if you guys are gonna be all no pity city, you guys keep. That's why. That's another reason why I fucking hate supporter culture. Mm-hmm. It's fake. It's fake as fuck. You guys get the stands talking Preach. about no pity. Preach. You know, we'll, we'll curb stomp you out and shit like that. And you have the opportunity to fucking stand up against something that's fundamentally we all can agree on that Nazis are bad. Yeah. And some of us agree on that. You know, and, and, and see. Security. We'll get there. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) yeah. So to see that happen, I was kind of really disappointed with the Portland fan base. Them could have just been some cucks that they decided to pick a fight with. Yeah, you know they they didn't want to go and fight like the real you know the the real no pities you know Mm -hmm. of the um, Timbers Army. So, but what I saw wasn't a good look to me. What I would see a true SG, especially how much shit they talk, right? uh, To have handled that situation. Absolutely, I I, I think. enough like <laughs> <laughs> <try>. <laughs> no I, I, I think that you know of course like what 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 we're we're gonna steer that 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 steering wheel up over here to Atlanta in, in a quick bit but I think that you know when when you don't take a stand for what you believe in you know or you you have people who are afraid to get political because like you know like it's like just like I ever said like, y'all don't want y'all want to keep it 70 and be like like we don't want to offend too many people. I'm like, who are you really trying to protect here? Because, you know, if you're against it, say you're against it. Like, like you don't have to, 
necessarily be political, but you can still be conscious. And you can be aware of what's going on around you and say like, hey, we don't agree with this. You know, we don't, we don't stand for that shit. We don't tolerate that shit. And anyone who does, they got, they got problems with us. Plain and simple. That's it. Period. I guess not that hard to really uh, get into. I mean, there's, there's multiple layers to this. Um, as far as like, you know, which part do you peel back? Um, you know, the aspect of, where you're getting, you know, um, governing uh, bodies <clears throat> to make statements on it or, you know, team owners. And it gets complicated because obviously it's a financial thing. At the end of the day, you're impacting somebody's bottom line. Mm-hmm. And that's the reason why all those owners get into it. And, you know, I guess when we come into the Atlanta fold, it's, it's interesting that, you know, they don't want you to to have these political statements. But they just had it with, they let Bedoya do it. It's like, okay, we, in... I was talking about it in, um, I think it was on Twitter. Uh, you know, like you're basically talking on both sides. You net, like you want, you want players to, um, you are encouraging players to do it, but it's like, hey, fans, you know, nah, we don't want you to do it. Like you're, you're good. Like let's, let's leave it all in the field. I'm like, but then of course those players get, get, get shit too, because like of course they want politics to stay out of sports, which is of course the biggest cop out I've ever heard in my life, but because. You know, Politics and sports has been around shit, good 50, 60 years. I mean, politics, religion, all of it has been involved yeah. in sports. And the fact that, like, as soon as owners start doing it, I, I laugh. Yeah. Because the fact, like, people don't even realize, and this, you know, it finally came to light when, you know, the whole Kaepernick thing came about. But, like, mm-hmm. the fact that the military pays each team and each governing body money to do those flags and the, oh, no, the, the NFL was just straight charging. Like, no, if you want this, you got to pay. No, us. but that, no, that, I mean, like, there's a there's a budgeted item within the military yeah. budget for them to pay whatever sports commission, and like and the fact that each team takes that money gladly, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and like that that serves something because yeah. like, so when they say we don't want to have any political, then I'm like, that's BS because you're saying that you'll take the money for this, but instead you won't let your fans express their opinions about this and that, whatever. And it's just like, you can't have it both ways. You can't. You absolutely not. And so I think, you know, of course there needs to be a hard line as far as when anybody's expressing any type of hatred or anti, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, we also got to be conscious, like, you know, we are in the United States of America and expressing your opinions is exactly the reason why we're here. Right. You know, um, so there, there's always that weird gray area of what you do with well, that. Free speech, yeah. Right. It's like, yeah, it's free speech, but hate speech. Exactly. And so, you well, know. Fuck them. I mean, <laughs> I'm sorry, man. I mean, if majority rules, I mean, we learned that when we were in grade school. Majority of us say that Nazis are just fucked up people. I mean, it's just the truth. Yeah. I mean, it, it sucks that, you know, our commissioner in this league is just like, hey, I mean. We don't want to turn Nazis them off. Are buying tickets. I mean, what's the problem? It's, it's, the, it's the Jordan it's argument. It's deeper than that shit, man. It's, it's the Jordan argument. I know. Buy yeah. shoes. Republicans yeah. buy shoes, too. Like yep. neo-Nazis buy shoes, uh, play soccer too. Is that what it is? They don't really buy shoes or play soccer. <laughs> yeah, like it's, it's, it's... buy Doc Martens. You know, know that you saw a, a higher learning. <laughs> oh, shit. So, uh, oh, Remy. But to put a little, you know, kind of light to the situation, a lot of um, there's kind of the flag movement, the Iron Front, you know, uh, soccer supporters groups versus neo-Nazis. And the league kind of like widespread stomped that shit out. 
That's what they try to do. Because, like, cause like, of course, you have the stuff that happened here in Atlanta. And, like, they, they had protests all over the league. L.A., Philly, uh, Minnesota. Like, everyone was, like, really participating in it. And the, there were, the policy, which, mind you, was just created all of a sudden last week. Yeah. It was, and it's like, no, we don't want any political stuff whatsoever. Alex, after you just had uh, let Bedoya do his thing. And... Here, they they definitely enforced it, you know, a little too much. But then, like, you have places like L.A. where it's like, like you took you, – you you didn't kick anybody out, but you you tried to take banners and everything, which is, you know, like I said, you know, it's, 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 fair, it's fair game. But, you know, there comes a fine line as far as, you know, one, you, sh- you shouldn't be trying to jack up, you know, fans because, of course – and it's funny because we – Especially here in Atlanta, we were just talking about last week, you know, what they had this stadium-wide card stunt and everything, and, you know, having, you know, a pretty good relationship between the supporters and the front office. And then for this to happen where you injure a supporter, basically separate his his shoulder and everything, and, you know, it's like the the ends don't justify the means there. You know, like I get it, you know, you don't you don't want people to – you know, speak their minds and everything, and but you have you have to know like okay, is this really how we want to go about you know tearing up tearing up this relationship? Uh, I think I think it's just interesting too. This I mean, just look at this from the you know the big picture aspect as far as like you know what soccer and sport provides for people. You know, a lot of people look at sport and soccer as an escapism to whatever's going on in reality. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, soccer and sports. Are also a preview of what's going on. Yeah, society. If people really realize, like you know how political, especially soccer, can get. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm glad you said that. Go ahead. Yeah, because like like we've had examples just in this past decade. You know, if you go back to Euro 2012 and um, the Russia incident, uh, we've had uh, teams uh, basically, you know, their fans get kicked out of, out of stadiums because. You know their fans are, are are making political statements like what what we had here really all considered was nothing and especially considering you know yeah. the the message that you're trying to that they're trying to give out with, with the Antifa you know like I say if you're against Nazis and you're against communism and you're against all the things that 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 like I said we're supposed to be taught in school that hey that you're against why would you be against it? I get it like I get it if you know you don't want to go about the that particular method of action, but it's still the overall message. It should be something that you support. Because I, I see people who's just like, like fuck Antifa. I'm like, so what are you really saying? Mm-hmm. Uh, so MLS, like you know, I, I get it. You know, I, I get what they're doing because I look at how political you know certain countries are in soccer stadiums. Argentina, mm. you know, Turkey, um, you know, these places. So MLS is kind of, you know, it's still in its teenage years. Yeah, it's 20 years old, but it's still young. It's still in its teenage years. still no frontal lobe. Yeah, it's still no frontal lobe. It's been <laughs> developed. So, it's, so they're like, hey, we see kind of this already starting to boil over, and it's becoming more. And, like, American soccer fans want to be like these other countries so bad. Mm-hmm. Like, that's, you know, that's, that's one really, negative. Yeah. And we want to do what they do so badly here in this country. And they're like, no. 
we want to sell a product here that, you know, Jane and Jim from the suburbs can bring their kids and the whole soccer team out here and feel safe and comfortable to come to. Mm-hmm. That has been the model of MLS since 1996. And that's not going to change no matter how big or how great their relationship with the supporters groups are. Mm-hmm. And you can have a Southern Place team make a playoff and, you know. Oh, yeah, we're gonna finish up and, with that you know, one. So, easily. You know, I'll, I'll say this with the supporters groups, you know, in Atlanta, you know, you guys, you know, you continue to do what you want to do outside of the stadium, but inside the stadium, that's MLS's house, so they're not gonna let that shit happen. And then for people to like security's job, especially after fucking Cleveland. So, I mean, uh, like, I mean, Dayton, Ohio, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Um, Dayton, Ohio, and El Paso, they're not about to let no shit go down in the public. Yeah. Like, and so for y'all to choose this weekend. And to- mind you, because I keep in mind, yes, yesterday, Monday was the anniversary of the Charlottesville attack. Yeah. So, like. I mean, and then Columbine is, I yeah. mean, anniversary of Columbine. Like, all this stuff is in people's minds, especially with these recent shootings. Mm-hmm. So you guys will want to do a public display here and then resist. You know what I mean? It's, it's, it's a risk. It's definitely a risk. If you resist, you have to be able to anticipate that there's going to be a force that's going to be applied back to you. So continue to fight the good fight. I'm not saying that. Continue to fight. Nazis are bad. Just people. be calculated about yeah, your shit. That's it. You, you have to. You have to. You guys could have did, instead of doing the typical march, y'all could have did the march and displayed. All the cameras are always on you during the march. Mm-hmm. Every display could have been at the march. And then boom. Drop right them there. down. We did. I, I I completely agree. Like, 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 like it's a I'll risk, you know. Some like some. T- Did you go to the Black College? Yeah, of course, brother. I think that's Sharp University, man. You know, <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know maybe we should have some top D one athletes go there instead. Sips oh, the, oh my goodness! Oh. God, I'm right here throwing all those out now. Yeah, man. But no, I, 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 I will finish it off by this. Like, you know, there's always going to be a risk involved when you decide to take move your protests onto um, into the stadium. You know. Yeah, I mean, players have done it, fans have done it, you know, everyone seems to catch, you know, some type of backlash in one way or another. At the same time, there's a platform that those games have that you really, that most, most of us probably aren't going to have, you know, in our, when we're, when we're at home and everything, like, like we, we might be able to start something up on social media and everything, but at the same time, when you're at those games and they're on TV you have a greater reach that that you probably won't have anywhere else. So I get, I get the point as far as having, uh, committing to that protest in the, in the in the stadium. Just know that hey, there's a risk. You know, depending on what that stadium uh, does, that hey, that's that's uh, on I'm you. I'm always thinking risk management now. Yeah, that's exactly. Yeah, that's what that's my career. Yeah, but bro, <laughs> at, at the end of the day, man, I'm just going off of optics on it. It's oh yeah, just, just for life. Oh yeah, because as soon and, as and see, and that's got, the thing. As soon as they got kicked out of the stadium, they're on Twitter. Talk, yeah. Looking yeah. Sympathy like so. And that's and that's that's, that's American protest, man. We protest to so people can we feel good about ourselves, man. And that's you know that's where the cynicism like that's I think that's just where we are as 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 a country right now is that you're going to have people who who doubt the intentions and and for a lot of cases for valid reasons. Like I said like you you just have to know that hey you have to be clear with your message. And be clear with your intentions, and know what what the possible follow-up might be if you're going to do it. Because otherwise, if you're just blindly po- protesting and and then you're going to play like the martyrs, like no, like you have to know that hey, this this might be a possible uh, consequence of, yeah. of what you're doing, like playing the Don't bitch about it on Twitter. 
If you were serious about your protest and how you feel, don't bitch about it on Twitter. Say, I took that ban because I was protesting what yep, I believe. I stood up for what I did. I took that risk. Period. Yep. I say, Cap still ain't got a job yet. Cap still ain't. He said he's still waking up 5 o'clock in the morning every working I out. I saw the video. Cap three years. There. Three years Cap strong. Out there. So those of y'all with the band, hey, y'all better be out, y'all better be out there. Y'all better be working out with yeah. Cap. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> in the gym. In the gym. <laughs> Where was you when I was in the gym? Shooting <laughs> shots. <laughs> But yeah, man, like you know, like say, yeah, stay, 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 stay strong, y'all. And I said, I said, don't stop. Keep that same energy, man. Like I said, if nothing, if nothing else, keep that same keep energy. Keep energy. That's keep that energy. Yeah, like I said, don't let this be a fad. Like I said, keep that, keep that same Speaking energy. About keeping that energy. I hope he has energy to talk about what you're about to bring up next, because I have a feeling. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I don't know what you say. I'm talking. About. I was talking about this a lot of time. Yeah. 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 Zlatan. Which is also talking about Demarcus Beasley yeah. as well too. But yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Zlatan Ibrahimovic has kept that same energy. He's co- he's he's he been cooking lately. He's he been cooking. cooking. Zlatan either wants to get kicked out of MLS <laughs> or this motherfucker just say, you know what? They ain't gonna do nothing. We, we need him though. We, we, we need him. Y'all need me. You need you him because he is yo, pushing that margin. Like he's like like Al Pacino said his guard face, man. I'm the bad guy. Right. I, you need the bad guy. I'm him. And I love it. Yeah. I love absolutely. It. So, unless you've been living on a rock, Zlatan criticized MLS playoff system. Says shit. He says shit. <laughs> he says it's stupid. There's no pressure. It's like you got seven teams that get in, teams that didn't, they sucked all You're season. not focused 24 hours out of the yeah. day like you normally would be if it was pro rail type there, of situation. Mm-hmm. They're not focused. They can yeah. sneak into the playoffs in a seven seed and end up being MLS champ. Yep. And when you when you ain't been keeping that energy, pretty much, you already know, like by, by the time you know by this point in the season, you you already know, like okay, we're gonna finish it right here. So let's you know, let's put this in cruise control. You know, you know, make sure you know nobody's hurt and everything. And you know, it's he, he's right. Here's the thing about Zlatan: like, think whether you hate him or love him, when he talks, you and listen. He, like, not only do you listen, but like. He backs shit up, and he's real about that shit. He makes, he makes so much sense every time he speaks. I mean, like, whether it's as a player, you know, he'll make a prediction, and damn near he'll get a hat trick in the game, mm-hmm. you know, and, you know, critiquing systems and everything like that. I mean, like, like he's a smart guy. I think I think for all the shit talk, talking that he does, I think that kind of gets lost um, in the message. Because, like, that was one of the things that, that caught me last week was that, they didn't take him seriously because, like, because he talks so much shit, and so like, uh, like people don't like him. Like, are you just taking um, opinion, opinions from people that you don't, that you like? Like, it's like yes. they, dis- yes. they disregarded him because they don't like him. Like, that's it makes. But no again, sense. you know, you talk about the journey of lessons. I mean, again, looking at these athletes and where they're coming from, you know, from humble beginnings, mm-hmm. and the dude is like, look here, like he's been in systems where, like, if you don't perform. Week to week. Wow. Like, and it's not about skating in just to get a wild card type of situation. Yeah. You know? No. I'm trying to bust your ass every single day. In, in practice, in film sessions, yeah. in workouts. I honestly think, you know, I agree with him on the pressure. We was talking about it in the FTC Facebook group today. There isn't much pressure on players. And to me, in the I, I don't want to talk about the promotion relegation aspect. Do it. 
I don't. But I think in the club level, because you really don't feel like players are fighting for positions. No, you don't. You it's don't. like you, every team, you could go through every team and know the guaranteed starters. Yep. You, yep. you know, and it, you don't feel players are like, yo, I have to make the first team. I have to make the first team. Like, even with the Atlanta United team, well, actually, like some of these I, guys have not broken to the first team yet, and you see them warming up all chill, cheery and buddy, buddy. No, I'm going to bust your ass out here. It's funny that you say everybody. So I was like, hey. It's funny that you say that. He's not started. Because actually, I, I was on uh, one of the podcasts here, Home Before Dark, on Monday. You know, check check out their show. I, I guess it with um, with Tim and, and Kevin, and we talked about that because you look at like where the specifically Lane that is going right now. You have you have Tito that's still out hurt, Bella that's still out hurt. You have uh, Miram Perea. Like uh, you have a lot of guys right now who are fighting for spots right now. Like, and it's something that you don't really see too. Like, said, you no, don't. Justin's not fighting for anything. He's a star. He's a legit star. He's a Michigan man. <laughs> this guy. But no, but Miram's name's in pin now. Yeah, yeah. I, I think. Oh, well, as far as that goes, especially as, as long as we're keeping that three five two, that's his spot. That's spot. The, that's that's him. If you, if you I, think and, otherwise, Greg. And I, I, I actually do think that you know that actually makes it easier for Bello, you know, if and when he does come back, it's like there there won't be any, any pressure for him to step right in, like because I think that left wing back spot is is his, is Merrim's to keep, you know, like I said, unless he gets hurt, you know, he, like, he's straight there. But I, but but we're we're, we're yeah, pride, her and pride, it's like soul. But no, but but like. We're we're one of the few examples like where there actually is a lot of competition for like at least half of the, the um, certain eleven spots. Who's competing for striker? That's what I'm saying. Who's who's, who's competing for goal? I said half. Who's competing for striker? Who's competing for goal? That's the thing. I'm all like the goalie you, aspect. Yeah, I think there's it's, no way that Khan has not earned a start for a. It kills match. me. Like as soon as Guzan like hurt gone, I'm we're going to be like, what the fuck are we going to do? Oh no, I, I, that's like like I think half of the, the roster is set, and then like. I'd probably say like at least four or five spots are, are upper question. That's what we're saying, and that's what Zlatan is. I think that's kind. Of I think what for some teams, like like you know, you know the, the whole eleven by heart. I said we're one of the few examples where there actually is some competition, but but for the most part, like I, I completely and agree what with you guys. Position on our team is your competition. Uh, I don't think uh, Pity is set. I don't think uh, Remedy is set. I don't think. Remedy. Remedy started yeah. every match this season except Pogba Pogba should be starting. Pogba should be starting. Right. That's what I'm saying. That might be the only one that like. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's like there's always... and, and like and then when Tito goes back because like, if Miles wasn't doing his job, if Miles didn't come out and be a beast yeah. this year, and yeah. then and then if, if, if when Tito gets back, where do you put him? He's gonna be a super sub like he's been doing. Yeah, yeah. Gonna they they gonna keep because he's good enough because he's good enough to so start. You keep saying it's like, hey, these people get back. They're going to sub in. No, these people should be fighting for these spots. Oh, no. I, 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 they, I think they already are fighting for spots. start making these players fight for these spots. It's going to raise the level. The thing, I mean, I can't recall in the beginning of like the U.S. Open Cup, but like, you know, towards the latter part, like, seeing as like how you know, we want to be like Europe so much, like mm-hmm. even Europe, when they're doing these other like offbeat tournaments, they're still starting most of the youngsters in yeah. those tournaments. Oh yeah, and we didn't do that. No, we were still going strong. strong. Frank's like, I'm gonna win a trophy. Yeah. <laughs> and you know, but you know, I, I I say that about the pressure. About there is no pressure amongst the the, the starting eleven in mm-hmm. MLS. Who's starting Champions Cup tomorrow? The same people that's played on Sunday. I'll, 
you know what? There's there's a, there's just enough space to where I think that there might be maybe two or three changes, if that. Like I think you'll probably see, see I think you'll probably and, see Pogba. I think you'll probably see Parkhurst and maybe one other other. My change. thing is like it's a cup that really doesn't matter. And that's and that's and see that's the thing. It's like you you make you make you just made this uh, competition up last year. And it's like okay, we're supposed to just take it super seriously. Get like, Carlton no. in there. Get you know that's that's what it should Alec be. Con in there. You should, you should get all these people in there, but these people should still be able. I think maybe Vasquez start up top. And mind you, one-off competitions like that. So get my boy Mo Adams up in there. Yeah, like, so like, <laughs> there's guys like that. It's like you know. Remember, Perea was getting starts, and all of a yeah, sudden, like he just he just fell off. You know, like, like I said, the competition is is that I thick. Don't think it's the competition. I just think it's the lack of urgency. So it's like, hey, if you don't, if you're not showing you want to be here, cool. But it's not like, hey, man, this other guy's performing way better than you, so he gets the start. I, it, think, I, I think it's sunspots has been there. It, it, it's it goes back to like you know America's built on a, a bunch of C students. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we are that in our sports game you too. Just do good enough. Mm-hmm. You get your start. That's very well said. And then when it goes to the playoff system, I mean, we we harped on this when they announced a new playoff system mm-hmm. in season one. Yep. You know, it's too many teams, so there is no initiative to perform during the regular season. Regular season doesn't mean shit. There's no initiative. It's like the NBA. So it's like really think about it. No one gives a fuck about the NBA until the playoffs, and that's kind of the way MLS is. Yep. It's like regular season. Ah, it's cool. There's games when I can mm-hmm. watch them. But it really gonna get good. And does a shield mean anything to anybody? And see that, and and, 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 the, and the problem there only means something to team one and team two, mm-hmm. just for bragging rights. Yep. Mm-hmm. It doesn't give you any perks. Nope. Oh, oh well, you get a trophy in your chest. You get a, you get a trophy and you get a burn get a dish. into the Champions League. Yeah, but it gives you no benefit into the playoffs. Yeah. So reduce the playoffs for four in each man, eight teams. Yeah. Short. Keep it a month long. Boom. And it's funny. It's funny. Then it's like, yo, I gotta make top four. I gotta make top four because mm-hmm. then that's when it gets competitive. So you're saying because still keep the playoff system? Oh yeah. I, I think I think even if you if you if you kept uh, even if you brought in pro rail, playoffs would still be there. Like no, playoffs is American and it's great. It's fun. Playoffs are fun in MLS. Playoffs mm-hmm. are fun in every sport. So reduce the teams that get in. Maybe do eight and do a round robin. Do a pot. And it's like, hey, top eight teams get in. And then it's a pot. So this That'd be interesting, never, yeah. And then it's like, you never know who's going to play. Because, like, doing the East, you always know who's going to win in the East. So it was like that before. We got in. Yeah. You always knew Red Bulls, D.C. got in. You know what I mean? Yeah. You always knew that. In the West, Seattle, L.A. got LA. Mm-hmm. So being able to do kind of this pot system, top eight, it's cool. So top four gets seated, mm-hmm. and then the other guys just get randomly put in, and they play it that way. Mm-hmm. But that levels it out. But it's like I want to somehow figure out how to get supporter shield to mean something. Mm-hmm. So it's like maybe do top five then, and then whoever wins. So then whoever wins the uh, supporter shield sits out two rounds. So then they come in the third round of the playoffs. They've rested all the players are back, and then the other teams go single elimination. Then you start the home and away leg. Because I mm-hmm. think home and away legs still need. I really. I, I, I think so as well. I think that. You know, That's what makes NBA fun, that I think the NFL lacks. And I've had yeah. so many people argue with me talking about the NFL because it's just, it's do or die. Mm-hmm. And, and, but I'm like, it's... It, you just got to have one lucky happen. game, one yeah. lucky game. And like, if the NFL did home and away, the NFL would be, NFL playoffs would be much better than what it is. And they still NFL. make their money. They still would make their money, and they would make it because you would get... An extra game. Twice. Yep. Yep. You get an extra game. Twice. Hey, anybody that has a good football team that makes the playoffs, you know how the tickets are, man. Yep. They're expensive. Yep. So I get what Zlatan 
said. I mean, um, Demarcus Beasley came out, kind of mirrored what um, Ibrahimovic said. Yeah, he was talking about promotion relegation. Mm-hmm. And, you know how I know. it's 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 funny how like you know. Here we go. What's up? Wrap it up. Yeah. But no, Wrap it I, up. but no, I, prime, prime. I I think that you know with with everything that was said, you know, between Ebra and and Beasley, like, it's always interesting to see that the guys who have experienced Europe or South America High levels all across the world, like they they all are say like you know more more often than that like we need that that here in some in some shape or fashion, you know. I've made it clear, you know. I, I think that we definitely need that. Also, but I also say that it won't be exactly like what you see over in Europe. It, it'll be it'll, yeah, yeah. Because like I, I don't, I don't see MLS like ever just saying like you know, no playoffs whatsoever. Like that, yeah, it, it doesn't make any sense. I think that to your point, you have a smaller field. It makes those those playoff spots mean right. even more. Mm-hmm. And, and, I, and I definitely think that you need what you need is you want the regular season to matter somehow. And because like. I made the point on on the socials like uh, Liverpool lost the EPL last year off of one game, uh-huh. and and it, and when you think about that, you're talking about like week in week out, especially those last like three months of the season. Like it's basically like, hey, I got to keep up with, with Man City every single week, otherwise, you know, we, we we might we might lose this. And there's no throwaway games. Th- yeah, and here it's like if you're not if you know that you're nowhere near. In a, in a playoff position, it's like okay, like what exactly are you playing for? Like, are we we're just here, just you know, you know, make sure you know we we get a couple butts in the seats and all that. You know, it's it's it, there's a disconnect there. Just TV money. Does any, do you guys know? You know, in the Premier League, where you where you finish, that's how much money you get. Yeah. In the mm-hmm. contract. Yeah. And MLS is I, it's not the same. I think it's equal. It, it, it's yeah, I think it's equal. So it's, there you go. That's how you make it more valuable to these clubs. You distribute this. TV contract money based mm-hmm. on where you finish in that season. Because mm-hmm. then you have ownership groups like, yo, we need to finish top three in Although, this supporter shield. Yeah. Because that's going to guarantee, that's going to be the difference between $11 million and or 25. $25 million. Yeah. That's a huge yeah, that's a, difference that's a good idea. to help bolster your academy, bolster everything. Yeah. I think we just solved MLS. It's, funny, it's interesting, you know, looking to further this point even more, like looking at the point difference between Philadelphia and the seventh spot, which is what Montreal. Mm-hmm. Philadelphia is at 45, Montreal is at 33. It's a 12-point gap. Crazy. Mm-hmm. That's huge. And so the fact that you could be 12 points off. It's still have a chance of winning a, a, a silverware. Yeah. It doesn't make sense. Yeah. And, 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 and like imagine that like, like in, in La Liga last year. I think I think somebody brought brought the point like – Seventh place in Spain last year was like a gap of like thirty points, mm-hmm. and you're telling me that that seventh place team should have a chance at at the La Liga title over, <laughs> over Barcelona. That no, that... and you know, it, it is, it's crazy to me. Yeah. And I think about like I, for some reason I remember what Garver said. Garver was like, "Hey, we want to make the playoffs more exciting and more accessible to more clubs. That's why we're expanding the team so that teams that normally don't get the opportunity to be in the playoffs and those fan bases." Don't get to experience the thrill of the playoffs. But what? If, but if you just play one game, what's what's the point? Yeah, it, it's what point, and also you didn't earn. You to didn't be earn here. it. You yeah, didn't earn you it. don't deserve to be here, especially yeah. for an NFL guy to say something like that. It, it's very intriguing. I, I just, especially with the the you know 
what, what did Trump say, man? There's fine guys on both sides. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, Garber said the same thing about Nazis. It's, Garber just seems to become the worst and worst of a commission. I mean, he's never, remember, he's an NFL guy. Yeah. So, and, you know, and, MLS is littered with a bunch of NFL guys, too. Of course, our, our team is a prime example. Like, yeah. we're like, we're, like I don't know, like what juice uh, Unk was on was drinking, but apparently he's he's drinking from something else because he's actually being proactive with his team. Plays. And yeah, that's, that was the difference making that his son played soccer all the way through, and his son had a huge influence on that. Yeah. So and luckily, thank God for Josh Blank. Yeah. Because appreciate the cut. Appreciate the cut. You know, let us know. I mean, this is the, the pro real argument, the the MLS, what MLS should and shouldn't be doing argument. We can dance around this, round and round. Hit us up. Give us a review on um, iTunes or Google. I don't think you can do reviews on Google Podcasts. So most of y'all listen on iPhones anyway. Drop a review on iTunes. In the review, let us know what you think um, about MLS's playoff system. What can MLS do to make players care more and make games matter more? Yeah, let us know what you think about that. Let us know what you think about the, um, the protest uh, controversy. Because, like, like I said, that's been going on everywhere. It wasn't just here in Atlanta. That was that was going on everywhere. And most importantly, let us know what you think about Ringo flip-flopping going to Arsenal now. We really need to know your opinions about that. Fan loyalty, his fandom. Because what? Because it's like switching the club is like switching like, a barber. Like, you don't do that, dude. man. Thankfully, we're all bald. But still, like you dude. know, like, when you change barbers, that's just wrong. Man, man you don't do that. Come on, man. Do you change your barber all the time? I mean, like, oh yeah, I forgot you ain't got no hair. My <laughs> I'm gonna say is Swiss beats. Oh god, here we go. Got Alicia Keys. Oh, here we go. <laughs> here we go. <laughs> we're not ending on that. We're no, not no, ending no, that. No, we're not ending on that. Before okay. we get out of here, I want to talk about Mike Becky, one yeah. of my favorite coaches in MLS. Yeah, that's your boy. One of my favorite coaches. That's your boy. Like, he just recently got fired. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he, he he took the, the fake competition between the Mexican teams <laughs> seriously. Yeah. But I, I love his flavor. I mean, he's a Jersey guy. You know, he got emotional about the game, so he started spitting out, you know, homophobic slurs to the players, the other coaches. Wrong thing to do. Got emotional. Real saw I mean, ownership group fired him yesterday. You know, of course, the – the word that he used, of course, there's there's different contexts of it. And of course, you know, I granted, I, I completely understand, you know, Real Salt Lake saying like, hey, you just don't say it, period. Yeah. And, you know, Pecky came out with uh, with a statement earlier uh, today, matter of fact, you know, talking about how, you know, the arrangement wasn't for him to get fired. Like, he was like, they, between him, Real Salt Lake, and the league, they were like, okay, we're going to take this, these two week suspens- suspension and then. You know we're we're moving on. So apparently, in between that time, we also like was like, nah, we're just gonna go ahead and just cut ties. So, yeah. you know, they didn't like Becky from really jump. They, I, I they, you know, he, him being a Jersey guy, you know, it's a Real Salt Lake. You know, it's it's a whole different vibe up there out there. So, you know, it it doesn't really shock me. Of course, my thing was like, you know, he was actually getting them in, in a pretty decent direction. So it's it's really unfortunate that you decided, you know, to cut things off like this. But I mean, you know, I get it. But at the same time, you know, it's, it's, it's messed up. Cause I think that he actually is one of the coaches, you know, in this league that really gives a shit. And, you know, it's actually, you know, of course he was kind of the impetus as far as like the rise of, uh, the Red Bulls finally starting to win trophies and everything. Like he kind of got that ball rolling. So you know, I, I think- got to disagree with all y'all. Okay. 
okay. what you got to disagree um, reason why is because just the same smoke y'all were talking about the fans and everything expressing everything you can't sit then oh no I, I, I totally standard, get that man. I totally get oh, that oh no I said he deserved to be fired oh okay yeah, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. I, 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 I get it you can't, okay. I mean, you can't right. go there's context involved but you know okay. uh, I was about to say you know right. talking about look at these guys these, look at this oh no no yeah yeah like you did He. I get it yeah I mean, because I mean, then it's the same thing as like you know if we flip that thing and said someone said the N word or something like that. And oh you yeah, there's yeah. yeah. No, I could me, I, I totally I understand. Not, I did not on this mic talk about oh, Peggy shouldn't have got fired. I <laughs> oh no, no. my guy Peggy got fired. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Right. I, I think sure. it, I think it, I think well, um, where like I said, there's context, but like like he wasn't talking to that ref, you know, trying to call him a homophobic slur. He's no, kind of talking but, a but bitch. at the same time, but, like, like I said, like. It's, but like I said, it's across the board. Like, like if you can't say it, you can't say it. If if if, if your child's teacher said that, yeah, <laughs> you know what I'm like you're you're a boss. You're, he's mm-hmm. a manager. Like that's the name. Yeah. your managers. If yeah. your manager was like, "Yo, dropping uh, homophobic slurs," you would want your company to address it. Yeah, address it. Yeah. So you know, real Salt Lake address it. You know, Pecky and his family. Hopefully, you guys land somewhere. This is his second <laughs> job, you know, in MLS as I mean, a there, head coach. There's, there's a finite number of clubs, you know. You know, Miami Miami needs a coach, but I think they're going to probably well, go somewhere from Miami. The mom. way MLS keeps expanding, I'm sure there's another team. Yeah, you know. <laughs> Memphis, Memphis will be available soon enough, man. Yeah, they'll pick them up. I mean, also, uh, coaches saying dumb shit at the wrong time. Frank DeBoer. <sighs> I mean, you no. Know, Frank DeVore is from the Netherlands. He comes from a federation that was one of the first federations that were going to pay equal pay to women. Mm-hmm. Frank DeVore, guaranteed tomorrow, this week, is going to say, oh, it was a translation issue. I didn't mean ridiculous. I mean to say that it is... It's ludicrous. It, it is un, unfounded that the women don't get paid. That's but it, pretty, but it, that's but pretty it, good. Yeah, I hate it. Pretty it's good. So, yeah, pretty good. It's pretty good. You know, Frank DeBoer came out and said that equal pay is, is ridiculous. ridiculous. But his what argument was so was so was so off though. I'm like, he talked about how he, he the viewership is, of the World Cup for the men is beyond what yeah, the women do. But I'm like, bring a tennis example as well too in the statement. Yeah, but, and it's like, yeah. okay, dude. But like, the U.S. women ha- it, they're not responsible for FIFA. Drawing millions and hundreds of millions of viewers, like they're just, just responsible for what they do, and so and with that, the U.S. women have a, have an argument. The Brazil women have a different argument. Italian women are going to have a different argument. Mm-hmm. Jamaican women are going to have a different argument. Mm-hmm. Like it's not a Every. it's not a uniform argument across the board. Like you like you have to look at each each federation and say like, okay, what is this? What is this team um, doing? What are they bringing in? And are are they actually successful? Like like you do have to kind of look at it from from a numbers point of view. But if what I, with what we're doing here with the U.S. women's team, the, the argument's there. And mm-hmm. as a matter of fact, we didn't even talk about uh, last week how the, how the U.S. soccer's like been uh, hiring lobbyists yeah, to, and, and and contacting uh, Democratic candidates to talk about this in, in the debates. So I was like, are you serious right to now? Work against the women's national team, like. The fact that they're playing, they're, they're playing games right now, friendlies, like their yeah. victory tour. I'm like, I'd be like, fuck all. Yeah, I'm like, fuck y'all. I'm, I'm about to go coach. I think the most disrespectful thing that happened in the recent weeks with all that stuff is like the fact that when 
Oh boy uses the women's salaries in the NWSL mm-hmm. as a part of the equation. Are you talking about the, uh, the, yeah. the president? Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, Cordero, yeah, whatever. Yeah. To, to use the actual example of, I mean, like he literally said. Because technically U.S. soccer does pay their contracts as part of NWSL, which, you know. But, dude, that's not the same. Yeah, though. yeah. Like, <laughs> I mean, that's, that's it's stupid. literally it's stupid. not apples to apples. Yeah, it's, it's, not, it's not apples to apples at all. <laughs> and it's, I mean, the fact that, like, they continue to backpedal, not even backpedal. No, it's, it's actively it's It's literally standing their ground on yeah. this shit. and. It, did you guys watch the, the Amazon? There's, there's, I was going to ask your opinions about this so far. Yeah, so the I'm, I'm only two, which episode are you? I'm on? only episode two. I just got to the women. I just started three. Did you? So I okay. I feel like I'm behind everyone else, but it, I'm like this. Hold on, which show are you talking about? I just want to make sure people it's know. It's called This Is Football. It's on right. Amazon Prime. The first one is about Rwanda. This is that was tears. Yeah, bro. Tears. It's like, and the replay value might not be high. It may not be, but it hit me hard. Right. I'm sitting there looking like, why am I? But the, the only thing I'm confused about, I don't really understand the backstory as to how they became Liverpool supporters. I didn't understand so it. But. It was so they they basically so we're all over the place. Yeah. So basically, what they did was they wanted to figure tell a story about Rwanda. So they found these supporters that were there that loved Liverpool and why they love Liverpool. So with the so basically what Liverpool stood for with the you'll never walk alone right yeah that's and, and right yeah, like yeah. That. okay so I'm trying to that yeah that okay, were basically right. uh, survivors of right. this genocide yeah they basically loved the story that's and stuff right. about Liverpool so basically they told their story but that's they right. used Liverpool right. in football to tell the story yeah. mm-hmm. but what I loved more about that was that the president the you know the the president that was uh, put into power in Rwanda to build the nation back together. Yeah. He was like, this is a footballing nation. Yep. Football is going to heal this. Yep. And mm-hmm. how we talked about earlier in this episode, football and politics go hand in hand yep. together. And the way he healed his country was having these two tribes play together. Yep. And he had their national team made up of equal amount of both the Tutsi and the Hutu together. And they were able to make the African Cup for the first time in years. Yep. Mm-hmm. And like that is what healed the country. And it's crazy when you think about it, what would happen if they had lost? Yep. The genocide probably could have still been going on today. Yep. And it's crazy. But to, to to bring me the reason I brought it back is the second episode where they talk this about the about women's, the women's game. game when they go to Japan's national team. When, the, the Japanese national team, just kinda of how our country was actively against them. Mm-hmm. And but with the women's national American women's national team, it was a joke. It was just an idea. He was like, ah, let's give the ladies a game. But the women They called it remember they, they said it was the M M&M, M. Yeah, it was the M Women's Cup <laughs> in China. <laughs> But what was so dope is like that's why I say the women's program deserves equal pay is because these women hit the ground grassroots and promote. They said, "Hey, we're hosting World Cup." They took this team, these really twenty-four did. women that made up that roster, said, "Yo, y'all gonna go to every fucking suburb? Yeah, and y'all gonna sell this game? And y'all really did. Little girls and families to love this." Ringo, game. did you notice they didn't even hype up Mia Hamm? They did, and that was that great. was surprising. That, I mean, I, I, was, I know. My wife, I was watching my wife. Like, oh, they don't talk about me. They didn't talk about me and him or Abby Wambach like no, that. They, they show Abby's PK. Yeah, but other than that, those two goats. Yeah, they didn't even really get like the they, FaceTime. They focus on the women that actually laid the groundwork to get the national team where they are today. Mm-hmm. So for you know uh, Cordero to actually like do what he's doing right now, it, it's disgusting. Yeah, it's, it's 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 sad and it's like, you know, and it's funny because like you go back to when he got elected last year, 
to be president. It's like he was the one there talking about, you know, it's going to be, still be change and everything. I'm like, no, like he was the guy right under Galati, you know, it's basically been more to say, if not worse. And, you know, it at this point, it's like it's, it's getting disgusting. You know, they just they just um, hired uh, Kate Margraff as uh, the women's uh, general manager. Uh, uh, Ernie Stewart's actually uh, they just created a position a sporting director. He's moving up to that. So we're going to be needing a new GM for the men's team pretty soon. And so, like, you know, it's, it's an interesting time. But at the same time, like you look at the, you look at that the man up top and what he's doing, it's like. Mm, this is. Yeah. I, I, I want to actually give y'all some suggested reading based on all everything that we talked about, especially um, with all the political stuff. If you haven't read the book "How Soccer Explains the World," it yeah, I've heard of it. Yeah. A great book on how it goes into the history of so many countries that have been impacted by the game of soccer, with their religion, politics, social economic stuff. It will be a mind opening experience and then it'll have you think about these situations and more you're like yep soccer truly impacts the world absolutely Absolutely. i mean and and that's part of the reason why we love this game because it goes back to what we were saying earlier it's just like you know yes soccer is supposed to be escapism but at the same time it's a preview of what's going on in our in our social environments you know it's a circle it's a circle circle did y'all see that yet it's boring it's the same movie. It's the same what? movie. So what were you expecting? Something different. Lasers. Oh my god. Pew, pew, pew. Sharks with freaking lasers. <laughs> I want my lions with freaking lasers. <laughs> Let's get out of here. Yeah. Soccer coming up. Soccer's here. Soccer's back. Yes, yes, yep. Yeah. Sorry there's no there's no Q and A's like I, said, I knew I knew those topics were gonna, you know, keep us going, but yes, we'll we'll be back with uh with Q and A's uh, next week. But yes, catch us on the socials, you know, talk to us, you know, chop it up with us, get that smoke. Doesn't matter. I'm trying to get some gear. Where can I get some gear, Grego? At FTCUTD.myshopify.com. Just mailed out some, some new name sets uh, on Monday. Got some stuff going up to New England. Got some stuff. Got some more stuff going to Madison. Got I, I'm working on, uh, oh, the Columbia name set. Oh, just wait till y'all see that. Okay. Can, can we talk about my idea for my my name set? We're not doing a Michigan one. No, that, I'm taking that somewhere else. I know I gotta take it somewhere else. I'm getting my Justin Miram jersey with the Michigan M on the back. All right, just know that's happening. With the with the with the Miram with the M, with the yep, Michigan M. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, yeah. See, no, but the West of McKinney. Yeah, the yeah. USA. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Shockley uh, hooked, hooked you up, Shockley man. I did hook us up. That's so. like you know, Boss Tony been just gonna be out here in the streets, man. You know, and he out here like he's a it's a big deal now. So you know, anyway. So. But yes, yeah. Catch, catch him on the socials. Catch us on the socials on FTC UTD. Yes, uh, chop it up with us. Um, with, there's, there's no home game. Well, there's Campions Club. Campions Club. We'll, we'll, we might be there We might not be there But you know uh, we'll, we'll be there for a US Open Cup fight We'll be there for that So yeah like, But in the meantime What two three home games Yeah Like I said You know Playoffs 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 Yo how bad would it have been If Latin did that Playoffs Why are you doing playoffs The season's over We done <laughs> But yes, uh, catch us on the socials, FTC, UTD, catch us on, on, on the online shop, you know, catch us everywhere. But yes, for Ringo, 
for Tony. It's Grego. Hold this real. Hold this everywhere. We will catch y'all next week. And we out of here.